Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my great co-host, Chris Gouts. Chris, we just we just walked through um, the new vocational village in Jackson. It's it's very it's big. There's lots of new things here. Um, I'm excited to talk about it today. What, what, what was your favorite part about the walkthrough, the tour? Well, I think, and I think we get into this too in, in, in our interview, but you know, just walking in and seeing uh, robots and robot arms robots. in a prison. Robots are my favorite too, yeah, <laughs> robots. It, it's just a sight that you, you don't think that you're going to see inside a prison, and I think it's going to open up a lot of people's eyes, and I think when business owners and other leaders come through there and they see that, they're going to see what top-notch education and skills that these prisoners are learning that they're going to take out of the real world, that we're serious about this, that it's not just for show or anything like that, that they're getting real real education that's going to lead to them to a real well-paying job. And so, I mean, that's what it's all about. So I think it shows incredibly well, and thanks to the legislature for providing the funding uh, so we can build this, and hopefully we can build you know several more uh, throughout the state so that we get more people the opportunity because... Um, there's a ton of work uh, to be had out there, and uh, these guys can do it. Well, I know there's going to be an open uh, open house here tomorrow, so um, I'm sure everybody here is is getting getting excited and getting ready for that. So let's let's interview um, Warden Brayman and let's uh, see what this vocational village has to offer. Well, Chris, you know I'm excited uh, for today's podcast. You know we just took a tour of the new vocational village at Parnell, and Warden Brayman was nice enough to take us through um, you know the 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 old warehouse, the old MSI warehouse here, where it's going to be housed, and wow, it's it's uh, you know we've toured Vocational Village up at MTU, and there's a lot that's the same, but there's also a lot that's different. So um, I don't know what your thoughts on that was, Chris, but it was it was uh, it's going to be very very large. It's going to be very um, interesting to see the, the differences between what they have here and what they have in Ionia, and we'll talk to Warden Brayman about that. But um, you know, so I do want to introduce Warden Melinda Brayman. Uh, who has been the warden here at Parnell since January of 2017. Thanks for coming out Field Days. We appreciate it, warden. Thank you for the invite. Yes, and so can you just briefly talk about where you've been in the department, um, kind of just give us your bio and uh, you know wh- wh- what your plans are for the future. Okay. Well, I started my career as an intern um, at the Michigan Reformatory back in probably the mid-'90s. Um, and from there, I got a position as a prison counselor. I was actually applying to be an officer, but I was able to land a role as a prison counselor, so I took that because I wanted to get involved with the housing areas, Um, and that's primarily where I focused when I did my internship as well, so I was pretty well-versed in that area. Um, From there, I worked at the reformatory and then moved to Carson City into the programs department, where I was a special activities director um, for a short time, and then from there I went back to housing as an ARUS, assistant resident unit supervisor, worked my way um, up to a resident unit manager. I worked at ITF, I worked at the uh, Riverside Correctional Facility, and then I also worked at the Michigan Reformatory all as a rum. Um, Worked in and out of different warden's offices. I did transfer coordinator roles. Um, I kind of volunteered early on in my career to do a lot of different areas, um, different tasks, just because I wanted to understand how everything worked together. Um, I worked in the business office, um, and just kind of went from there. And from, from my experience with all of those different departments and different areas, I think that made me 
more valuable as an employee because I understood how everything worked, but it also prepared me for the next level where I became a deputy warden at the Hanlon Correctional Facility prior to becoming warden here at Parnell. Um, I'll have about 20 years in this year, so um, I'm still relatively new into the department, and I'm continuously learning every day that I'm here, but I enjoy what I do, and I enjoy the people that I work with, so um, I'm not looking to go anywhere anytime soon. Well, it, it appears that all that networking has paid off for you because uh, yeah, now you're the warden at Parnell, which is a huge step. And um, You know, I, I briefly talked about some of the similarities that we see here at your village and some in Ionia. Can you talk more about the similarities you see between the two village prisons? Yeah, we a lot of similarities. Um, we have the lab areas. We also have the classroom areas. But there's several trades that we're offering that are similar with Hanlon that we're going to be offering here at the Parnell Village. Um, CNC machine shop, that's similar to what MTU runs right now. Um, we also have building trades, carpentry which is also running there, as well as automotive. Um, those are three of the trades that we will be offering here. Um, we also have a housing unit that we've established for our village guys, um, so they can be a community within themselves to show support to each other. Um, they're all kind of going through the same thing, getting ready to transition out as returning citizens, hopefully gainfully employed returning citizens. So we want to establish a environment for them that they can feel like they have that support system there. They can lean on each other, you know, ask questions of each other, you know, and also we're putting tutors in those areas to help anybody that might need additional study time outside of the village time, um, things of that nature. So those are some of the similarities between the two. Um, there's also going to be some differences, obviously. Um, with our CNC program right now, uh, we do have robotics that's a part of our program and as a matter of fact last week when I was making rounds through that area um, this was our first class that was going through the robotics and we had seven students that were testing out to be certified in robotics and all seven of, of them passed um, and you you spoke to the instructor today um, he was pretty excited when he told me last week that we had 100 percent pass which is pretty phenomenal for the first time in the first group of guys going through and from the energy that you could see from the guys that you spoke with today, you can see that they're pretty pumped up about this program. No, they are, and you're right, you know, Chris. We uh, we actually got to see, I think, five of the seven actually use the machines, the robotics, and uh, that's that's pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, like I was telling you, I don't just walking in and seeing a room full of robots and prisoners. I mean, it's not. It's not normal. <laughs> it's not normal, and it never never existed and people don't think about that when they think of prison and up until four weeks ago it didn't exist and so I mean it's mm -hmm. you're really making amazing strides here and it's gonna make a lot of a lot of difference and it'll make a big impact on these guys lives I mean even the one that you know that we talked to who said you know he's been in in out of prison and but now he's you know he's working on programming a robot and making it do things and uh, we well, could just he, see that you can see his eyes light up when you, when oh, you, yeah. when you engage him proud. in a conversation about robotics because you know, it's, it's German to me. I have no idea what he's talking about, but you could just see his eyes light up, um, and he was so proud of something, right? So, yeah, well, I mean, what a world of difference in there from, you know, some of the past vocational things we've had to now we have five, you know, prisoners, and they're actively using and programming a robot. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. and, this, and where they're doing it used to be, I understand, old MSI warehouse, and when, you know, uh, I've toured and some other people have, you know, before it was anything, it was just kind of a shell of a building and yeah. kind of grungy floors and lights didn't work and, you know, broken out glass. And now it's this amazing transformation of a facility. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that's taken and how, how big this facility is and what it could be? Um, it's, a, it's a large space back there. Um, 
when we walked through the space, I was privileged enough to come here and actually tour the space with Warden Brewer at the time when it was becoming a possibility that that would be maybe the next village. Um, and it was, it was a nice space. I mean, there was lots of, you could see vision um, in that building just because there's so many possibilities that are out there. Um, but to actually, when I got here in January to come and see the progress that they had made prior to me coming here, phase one was just about complete. Um, which was the CNC area along with the carpentry um, areas, and that space is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But to see the phase two, which we're currently undergoing right now, um, we started that in March, and we're hopefully going to be done um, here this month. We'll get a temporary occupancy where we can start to work on tool cribs and moving things in, things of that nature, and then hopefully in August we will have the elevator, which is where we're at right now. That's kind of the holdup on our construction is our elevator being installed for the second floor. Once that's done, hopefully by you know August, uh, first part of August, middle part of August, we're hoping to have that complete. Um, but the transformation is just phenomenal. And you can see, just like when I took you guys up there, there's part of the second floor that's unfinished. Um, you can see where we started from and kind of where the new construction is and how great that space has turned out. Well, you know, Chris, we, uh, we, we're sitting here in, you know, Warren Raymond's conference room, and, there's, and she has a binder full of pictures from, from the day it started until, you know, as it progressed through to where it's at now. Um, so we should probably try to get some of those on social media so people can actually see, oh for sure, um, you know where, where where it was when there's broken windows and it's just a, an old MSI warehouse to where it just was when we just went through this place and um, it's it's a complete difference and it looks amazing in there. So yeah, we'll get some of those pictures up on social media so everybody can see kind of the transformation from where it was to where it's at now. Uh, but let's talk about. I know Chris wants to get in and talk about kind of your employment counselors and see you know mm -hmm. the, the goal of what kind of employers you want to get in here. To you know, to, to look at hiring our um, returning you know offenders back when they when they parole. Yep. But first, I want to talk about kind of what your goal, goals are for this, and um, what do you see as your role as warden here at this vocational village? Well, my role is to make sure that we're successful in what we're doing here. Um, I have to make sure that you know that I'm encouraging my staff I'm keeping my staff informed of the progress that we're making what our goals are for this program um, I also like to you know meet with the staff when I make rounds and stuff and just answer any questions that they have about it because I think it's important for anybody to get a buy-in or for anybody to want to be a part of something they first got to understand what the purpose of it is um, you know, and a lot of times when I first was making rounds, you know, about this program, and this was even at MTU as well when I was there as a deputy warden, you know, a lot of what people see is that we're giving people that are convicted felons jobs over people that, you know, are out in the community um, instead of giving them jobs. But one thing that they don't understand is a lot of these employers that are out in the communities, they can't fill their jobs. They can't fill their positions to keep their businesses working. And so that's where the partnership between, I believe, the Department of Corrections and our employers out in the community, our community partners, um, is so important because we're helping our communities, such as Detroit. You know, One of my main goals here at Parnell will be to kind of service the east side of the state um, where you know we have Detroit, we have Flint, and I've already been having active meetings with many of the employers in those areas, and we're going to continue to knock on doors and try to make contacts with employers that are in need of of workers that are skilled um, with the trades that we're offering here at the Parnell Village. Um, so as the warden, that's kind of my goal is to make sure that I'm motivating my staff, that I'm answering the questions of my staff, um, just so that they understand where we're headed and, and how much 
of a value, you know, to keep our community safer by getting these guys employed and jobs and being successful out in the community. That's going to make everybody safe. It's going to make their neighborhood safe, their family neighborhood safe, and it's going to help our offenders as they transition out be successful instead of coming back. Very well said. And Chris, what's the uh, what's our favorite thing to say on, on the podcast? What the what, the, what our, our, the, the director says it, and I love when she says it. She says, offender success equals long-term public safety. So um, well said, Warden. Um, how many people do you, or how many prisoners do you envision participating in the village here? Um, starting out, we believe we'll have close to 200 starting out, but that depends on the space and what trades we bring here and how fast, you know, the trades go through the, the transition of getting their certifications and whatnot because it's new here and we're offering several trades here that have never been offered other places. We just don't know how the how that's going to roll out until we go through the first couple of sessions with some guys. Yeah. So um, down the road, you know, we have a unit right now that we're housing over 300 prisoners. So we have capabilities to go up to possibly 300 people. But keep in mind with the vocational villages, um, we also have guys that we send here that are staging. They're getting ready to go into the program so that when we have guys that graduate from the program, they can come back out into the village and we can fill their seat behind them because that's something that we're trying to keep track of to make sure that we're getting these guys going through the program as, as fast as we can and as, um, keeping those seats filled. Um, but we also have the graduates from the program. They don't leave the vocational village housing unit once they leave or once they graduate. They remain in that area to keep that environment intact until they parole because there's a lot of resources um, that are available to them getting ready to transition out on parole that we want to make sure that we're providing to them in that area. And you, you touched on at the top, you know, you talked about the, the trades that are that are similar between uh, the two, and you, you mentioned the, the robotics piece, which is unique, but what are some of the other ones that, that are unique to, to this facility? We will be offering the CDL truck driving um, classes where we'll have a simulator that we have here. We don't have the actual trucks because that would make somebody nervous having <laughs> semi truck, you know, driving through your your, your prison. prison. <laughs> yeah, makes my officers a little a little uneasy at times thinking about that. But yeah, we will have a simulator for that program. Um, in Pinnacle, we're kind of collaborating with them to to get the certifications um, for that program. We also will have masonry and concrete. Um, that we've been in contact with many employers also. We've actually toured, I've toured a facility um, a few months back, and we continue to reach out to them, and we've had quite a, a big pool of interest for them to hire some of our guys that are going to be going through that trade too. Um, so those are two of the, the trades that are a little bit different. Um, we will also be having forklift and warehousing training here, certifications. That will be offered. Um, last I was told we would be offering that to just about all of the students so that it gives them an extra step, um, extra foot through the door when they get to any job site, you know, because you're not always going to stop at, start at the top of a job, you know, and that's something that we always have to let our guys know when we're talking to them and stuff is you're not going to start at the top. You kind of got to get your foot in the door just, you know, like myself. I was an intern before I started with a department. Same thing with them. They got to get their foot in the door, and it might be driving a forklift for a while until they can show that they're a good employee and they can progress just like you and I would and start to promote from there and, and get to the top level where they want to go. So they need to set goals for themselves just like we do. Um, and we do have a couple other trades that we're looking to offer here, but right now they're kind of up in the air. Um, computer service technology, that's something that we're looking at. 
we're not for sure that that's the program we're going to offer here, but it is something that we're considering. Um, and then we do have another space where we were going to put a trade that now we're looking to maybe fill it with something else that's maybe more in need and demand out in the community, but we're still researching that information. So um, those, but that gives you an idea of a couple of the different things that we're going to be offering here um, as opposed to the location in Ionia for the vocational village. And I think that speaks to the, the success ultimately of, of this program is that we're not tied down physically to very specific trades, that we can be flexible and people sometimes think of state government and don't think that state government could be very flexible, but this whole thing was designed mm -hmm. to be kind of pliable to meet the needs of the business community. Absolutely. If they tell us that, you know, this isn't a thing that we need right now, but this is, you know, we can move something in or make the space available you now to do that. So, and you definitely have the space. Yes, we do have the space. And, and that's something when, you know, even when I meet with the employers, I haven't been able to bring too many of them into our site yet just because we are still under construction and I don't want to bring them in until they can get the full impact of walking through the village with prisoners working, instructors out there teaching, um, and then being able to actually physically talk to these individuals. Um, but one of the things that we do talk to them about when I do go and meet with them um, at their locations or even when they come here is that if they have suggestions for us on how we can make our programs better or different types of software that we can train our guys on that would suit their needs of their companies that they're looking to fill spots for, we're absolutely um, open-minded to looking at those things. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about the, the employer piece, you know, as you know, MTU's employment counselor, James Fultz, who you used to obviously work with yep. quite a bit, yep. um, you know, just won the director's award and was a guest on the podcast. And he spent a lot of his time going not just inside the walls, but out in the community, going to community groups, touring businesses and recruiting employers and bringing them in here. Do you have a James Fultz uh, type person that's going to work here or more than one? I actually, I, we, I'm fortunate here um, because we're a reentry site. We have um, several staff that I've actually been utilizing for our vocational village purposes. Um, but for right now, Pam Ballou is my employment counselor, and she's learning about the vocational village. She's been out reaching out to employers. Um, she does a lot of the... Um, paperwork piece of things right now with birth certificates, social security cards, along with our IPA, um, Sean uh, Taluki. And both of them have been working on putting lists together for the employers um, so that we can start to kind of start our roadshow as well um, once we get a little closer to being operational with uh, our additional trades, um, with exception of what we already have running now. Um, but I also have been utilizing some of my resources from reentry, too, um, I have several staff, Julia Cady, who works in there. She's been reaching out to employers and giving me leads on things. Um, so there's, there's lots of staff and resources available to me here. I have no doubts that we'll be able to have the same impact that James Fultz has had there. Um, the, only, the only difference between our facility and MTU right now that it kind of is a little bit of an obstacle for us. It's a good obstacle, but it's still a little bit of a a hiccup for us as far as them being able to dedicate so much time to that is we have so many paroles here at this facility because we're a level one. So those are things that they have to make sure that those guys that are getting ready to transition back out as returning citizens, that they have everything and all their resources in line, um, making sure that they've met with them and they've gotten as many leads as they could for these guys to have, you know, jobs, um, job interviews set up. And we're going to continue to do the same process not only for vocational village guys, but also for our reentry. We're going to use that piece to kind of connect the two here where we're trying to get more guys opportunities for job placement prior to leaving through the fence, so through the gates.
Um, but yeah, we, we have no doubts that we will be at the same standard as James Fult. Um, he's a phenomenal employee. He's done a great job. And we're going to be leaning on him like you wouldn't believe to get some of his resources because we would definitely want to share that information and we'll share with him whatever information we get here that could be useful to him too. I, I sense a little competition, don't you? <laughs> I, think that, I think they'll no. work together. Employment, employment counselors, yeah. But I think it's good that they understand how much of a difference it is from just being an employment counselor yeah. inside the walls to something like this, which is much more external and outward facing and how much more time that you and, and they will be out in the community. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a uh, lesson for you or for, for them, but also for you because stepping into a warden's role, mm -hmm. the job is a bit, bit busy enough, but you saw what Warden Burton had to do all the time, you know, yeah. being out and touring all the time. Yeah. Uh, and now you're having to do that as well. So you guys are going to be on the road and yeah. <laughs> racking up the miles. Well, you, you know, Warden, um, I'll stand on that point. Yeah. Um, there, there is some overlap, obviously, with what trades you have, talking about, you know, MTU versus here. Yeah. Are you going to try to tap into some of their their employers who are um, over there, you know, hiring their offenders? Are you going to try to tap into there so we can get, get some of the same employers down here? To Absolutely. And, and Warden Burton and myself, um, you know, obviously we work together at MTU. We have a good working relationship. And uh, we'll, we keep in contact with each other if we get leads and whatnot. Or if we have, uh, like with our CNC trades, if he's got employers that they've already been utilizing, they're always looking for other employees. So... Um, if I've got guys down here that I can give to the employers to keep them happy and keep their businesses running, we have no problems working together in that regard. Um, we also, you know, I, with me starting up my CNC classes here, um, we didn't have any tutors that were knowledgeable down here, so I was able to call upon MTU and Warden Burton to ask for some assistance, and what he did was a couple of his guys that had outdates that weren't too close to now um, he was able to give me those guys to send them down here as tutors so that they can help our village down here get up and running and, and give these guys the same opportunities and tutors, you know, to help advance them in their studies so that we can be as successful as what MTU has been. Well, well said. And, uh, you know, you do have, you've been a warden since January, so this is fairly new. Yeah. Um, it, it is a pretty important role. You, know, you have a lot of staff that you're leading here. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of want a last question. I just kind of want to get into your like, your leadership philosophy or what what kind of leader do you see yourself as here at Parnell? I definitely, because I don't didn't know a lot of the staff from the Jackson area, because I've never worked in Jackson. This is my first opportunity to work down here in this area. Um, I didn't know a lot of people when I first came down here. So I had to rely on the staff and getting to know the staff um, to be able to get the information that I needed here within the facility. Um, I make lots of rounds. I like talking to the staff. I like to be transparent to the staff. I feel it's important if they ask me a question that I give them an answer. And if I don't have an answer for them, I try to get an answer to them um, as soon as I can, just so that they know that what questions they have for me matter to me just as much as they matter to them. So I think that's the important thing is first, you know, reaching out to your staff and making sure that your staff feel that you're approachable and they can ask you those things because you can't get their trust and cooperation if they don't feel that they can trust you. So that's kind of what my philosophy has been since I've been here at Parnell. But I also want to, you know, I, I'll admit to anybody that I don't know everything. I can't sit here and recite all of the policy directives and everything. i got to pull out the policies just like everybody else. So if there's a question that I don't know an answer to, I'm going to ask the staff. I'm, because I'm a warden doesn't mean I can't ask questions. And I think, you know, to some degree, I think people respect me for that because I talk to them as a person and I don't talk down to them. So, and I think that's gotten me quite a, 
quite a ways since I've been down here as far as getting cooperation from the staff and, and from outside people as well. Right, and I mean, as Chris and I and Kamara um, walked through with you, your facility, it was, um, you know, it's very clear that what you say is, it's very clear that what, you know, it's, you're living it in there because your staff, I mean, they were all great. They, they yep. you couldn't have asked for better people to walk through here with. I mean, everybody that we passed, everybody that you saw in there was very, you know, it seemed like, you know, they were very friendly. Everybody said hi. It was, it was just, a, it was a good atmosphere here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that starts with you. And it's yep. very clear that um, you're doing exactly what you just said you're doing. And, uh, you know, so we appreciate your staff in there for, for what they do every day, obviously, um, but for being, you know, very welcoming when we, when we showed up here. So, um, so we thank you. We thank, we thank your staff here um, for what you do every day. And we thank you for coming on Field Days. So thanks, Warden. Well, thank you. I appreciate the invite and look forward to talking to you guys after we get the village up and running. Yeah, we'll see you at the, yeah, we'll see you at the open house. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.